yeah welcome 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 everybody to a new episode of ben frank now i'm your host i am frank and believe it or not we have amelia with us today she's gonna be back with us and um she coming in here right now to shut my door which is weird but yeah she coming to shut my door right now but hey, let's go ahead and turn it down a little. Like I said, I appreciate you guys listening to Ben Frank Now. Today is Sunday. Normally it's Sunday with Stallings on the Ben Frank Now show, but our brother Stallings is sick right now. He's not feeling too good. Um, you know, big shout out to Brian, though. Hope he get better. Got a long work week come ahead for him. Um, school starts. Yeah, buddy. School starts in Indiana tomorrow so all you kids out there have a safe one to wear your mask follow protocol whatever the rule is in your state just be safe you know gotta look out for each other but um i'm excited though i'm excited uh, having amelia back amelia are you there yeah i'm here oh welcome back it's kind of weird how we're doing this but welcome back though you feel good to be back <laughs> Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it's weird, but you know, that's what happens when the baby's sleeping. Oh my god, yeah, she'll be waking up very soon. That's why we need her to get the show in. But um, hey, we got um, like I was telling the audience, it's normally Sunday with Stalin, but Stalin's is sick this week, yeah. and hopefully he get better. He'll be on the show next week. So yeah, you know, we're going to um, a lot of things. You know, I know you probably been, you've been listening. Hell, you've been following us and. One thing we're going to talk about today is the post I post on Facebook, what, yesterday, in regards to the little boy getting a spanking <laughs> and the sister getting a spanking. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And we got Greg. We got Mr. Gregory McMullen, who's also going to be with us today. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and see the unmuted. Greg, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, buddy. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, of course you can hear me. You came in. Yeah, I was sitting there telling Amelia, though, we're going to, um, one of the topics we're going to talk about today is to um, talk about the post I put on Facebook, well, I think yesterday, in regards to the fella, the gentleman that was spanking either his kids or his grandkids. I would say his grandkids, though. Um, Frank, Frank, hey, Frank. Yeah. Don't, don't play with me. We don't call it. Uh, 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 spanking. He got ass whooping. <laughs> That's what he got. He, he got a good old fashioned ass whooping. Well, and you know what else? I think we need to be careful about what we say who is a grandparent because yeah. we're not spring chickens having babies. So that could be us someday. Somebody just, oh, look at that grandma. Nope, I'm her mom. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Okay, my mistake. I thought it was grandparent. We don't know either one. Hell, <laughs> but I find it kind of interesting, interesting though, because um, a lot of people, parents out there, are kind of split on this one, which is interesting though. Um, it's gonna be interesting. So I mean, I'm kind of interested to know what your take is, Amelia. I think we spoke about it, and um, I told Amelia, Amelia's a timeout mom. So I am not a timeout mom. That is a lie. <laughs> That is a lie. Hey, great. Hey, is it a timeout or that go to your room and reconsider oh. what the decision was that you made so that you can then do something different next time? <laughs> Sound familiar, Amelia? 
Um, I am not a timeout mom or a reconsider mom, but I do have a, because th- I have a theory about timeouts. So I don't know where you want to start with this whole thing, but I think we need to start with it. Well, there's definitely, there's what? Well, let's start where everybody want to know where you've been at. And since Greg is here today, you want to let everybody know what's been going on with you, where you've been at, you've been missing and. I've been doing a show by myself, and I. Yeah, well, what's well, going on, Millie? I thought Frank did something to you. I wasn't gonna say nothing. That's my brother. Yeah. I can't snitch on him, but I was showed. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't have showed up to the show. I'd have, I'd have, hey, I had to call him. Hey, Frank, did you do something to him? Don't lie to me, man. You know I got. <laughs> but yeah, Amelia been missing. And here's the complaint, though. Oh, I can't wait till Amelia get back on the show. She keep things organized. Frank let him talk, Peter. Frank let him talk. Don't keep things in order. He'll just let motherfuckers keep going and going and going and talk, talk, talk. <laughs> like, jeez. I mean, that's a podcast. Let people talk, right? Well, evidently, um, Amelia keep the keep the shit running. What she's good at, you know. Well, I let y'all keep talking. Like last week, I walked up and got me some cookies and started playing my PS3. Yes, PS3. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Amelia. So you want to let everybody know what's been going on? You've been MIA for about a month now. Well, when I get to um, come out of my three by five closet that we have in our house, um, oh, I'm just really? joking. <laughs> really? <laughs> just joking. I'm not keeping your ass in the closet. <laughs> yeah, no, I just haven't been feeling very good because we're having another baby. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. You have another, like another little tiny human. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh no, no! Congratulations, you two. Thank you. Oh, oh hell no! That's what I'm happy, bro. So let me see. You got? Oh, okay. You got? You about to be three of them, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like me. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is it. This this is it right here. But yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless y'all practicing the uh, uh, some alternative methods to help prevent, you can have more. <laughs> oh shit. Hey, that's, uh, hey, my Catholic teacher, she used to say, you got to make sure you do natural family planning. I said, what? I said, is that code for just doing it or what? Because <laughs> I don't know about no natural family planning. I thought the natural thing was just to do it. If it happened, great. You know, how you gonna... Congratulations, Frank. I'm, that is wow. Thank you. You don't know it. How far along, though? Hold on. How far uh, along? We're 12, 12 weeks. We don't know yet. And uh, the due date is February 14th, so Valentine's Day. What? Oh snap! Oh, the COVID baby. You got COVID a, baby. You gonna have a lot of them COVID babies popping up. Y'all ain't the only one. Ain't I ain't got no babies popping up. By the way, I'm still just three. I'm done. How you doing? Know, sure, are you sure? Are you sure, Greg? Are you sure? <laughs> Let me say that again, everybody. I ain't got no more babies on the way. Are you sure? I'm good on my career. I'm good on that. But congratulations. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it. So, man. should we talk about disciplining them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go right in there. So, y'all, seen, yeah. well, yeah, y'all seen, um, y'all seen the website though. Y'all seen what happened, and um, uh-huh. I agree with it. You know, I agree with what he done, but you know, I would say my piece and let you guys go ahead and, and um, discuss how y'all feel about the situation. Well, I think I, I just want to start with. I think I am. I'm a firm believer. I think I, I don't think there's anything wrong with spanking. But I think there's a difference between spanking your kid and beating your child. And so I think sometimes that's where it gets confused um, about 
and you know, you can only give so many warnings. And then, I mean, my parents spanked us and I can tell you every time they did it, I deserved it, but it wasn't like we got spankings like every week, you know, it was like when we <laughs> right. just decided that we weren't going to listen and they were done warning us and they'd warn us enough times. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with speak. No, okay. I don't think there's anything wrong okay. with uh, spanking, but for some odd reason, society has gotten really sensitive about it. Yes. And I think, I think it has a lot to do with the research that's come out with like hitting your kids. And you and I talked about that yesterday a little bit about it's kind of a mixed signal if your kid hits and then you hit him and tell him not to hit. So I think there's a fine line of where to spank. But I think um, sometimes it's just needed. Like I've spanked kids before. Whoa, and whoa, it was, whoa, 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 whoa. You what? You spank. Be careful there. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, you know, when they're running out in the street and they don't listen and redirecting doesn't work, you know, one little pop and it stopped the behavior. I mean, I mean, yes, there are alternative like ways to do it. And um, I know that people have a lot of ways that they like to try things, but I also, I'm just going to throw this out here and then I'll let you talk, Greg, that I'm not a timeout parent. I think timeouts are crap. And I think it's also brings that fine line of, um, because what we're doing is we're teaching kids to go deal with their emotions by themselves. And then when they get older, we're mad because they can't express how they feel. So I think we have to find that fine line of being parents of like, like I think that spankings are necessary if they're not listening for safety purposes. But if your child is just trying to express like Bella's only one. So for her to be able to express how she feels is almost near impossible because she doesn't have the words for it. So for her getting upset or getting mad about something and then me spanking her for feeling that way, that's, that's not okay in my opinion. Mm. But if she gets older, like, cause it's our job to give them those words and help teach them what those words are, how their feelings are or what they mean. But I think just to spank her to spank her is not okay. I, that's where I'm going with that. Gotcha. So I got, I got a question for you. So, What's the difference? Because maybe we use them synonymous. It depends on what culture. The difference between a beating and a spanking. Because I hear, like, we, we saw that video and it was, oh, he gave him a spanking. But me and Frank may be like, oh, that one, that one, nothing. Exactly. I mean, see, though, that was, <laughs> that was, what the hell? That little love tap he giving him. Because mm. I got ass whooping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all didn't got accustomed to go pick out your your switch, and you and you had to pick not too big one, not too small, one that didn't break so easily, but broke after the fourth or fifth hit. So I, I, I probably got, I call that a spanking. I call that a whooping. So what's your definition of a beating versus a whooping? Because what he did, it was like okay, like. <laughs> Okay, maybe you could have just yelled at him because you being extra right now. You ain't doing nothing but ticking his butt. Like, stop. That boy ain't yeah. like... So what? So what's your definition of beating versus spanking? Well, I think... I mean, I would say that... I mean, I would say that I think that was a spanking. Um, But I think when the beating is a matter of like you're doing it out of your own anger, like out of your own frustration. Does that make sense? Makes it. So, so if he had a belt, let's say he took off his belt and did the same exact thing. Would you call that a beating or a spanking? Mm. I'm, I see. I'm not a fan. I don't think that you need to use like weapons for lack of better term right now. Props. To, like, Props. Discipline your children. 
but I can tell you that I had I would I I mean I've been introduced to a belt before and did I deserve it? Absolutely. But I also think like I just I think there's a really, really fine line between spanking and beating your kids. But I also think that the whole thing where we sit down and go, oh, honey, don't do that again, has obviously not worked because look at our youth. Look at what's happening. Like, I'm going to tell you right now that when I went to school, like, this crap wasn't happening. Like, you knew better. Yep. So I think taking away all of that physical discipline has put us in an even worse situation because now it's all about, it's like when we kind of talked about last week, it's all about empathy and feelings. Well, now it's too much that way. Basically, that's how you get soft men. <laughs> I mean, it's I okay. Just, I mean, you're right. That I mean, that's what, we, like you said, what we talked about last week. That's what I was getting at. Is like our society became soft, and one thing that you pointed out was with the research that's out there is giving us better understanding of some of the emotional, physical, mental abuse that may exist by doing said things. But yet, I'm probably the last. I was born in 93, so I'm young. But I think probably the 90s babies, probably the latest 98 was the last of an ass-whooping era. And- well, I, mean, I would agree with you. And I think because I have I have a brother and sister that are a little bit younger than you. That neither and- ass-whoop. I can tell you that the way my dad disciplined us and the way he disciplined them was completely different. Now, I don't know if that was like the different in, in generations or if he was just like, man, I just, I'm just trying to survive to get these babies out of my house. Cause these are, this is number four and five and they got to go. So I, you know, like survival of the fittest and like, we're just going to get them to graduate and get out of the house. You know, I don't know. I mean, did he discipline them? Absolutely. Were there times that I know that it, like he put his hand on my sibling? Yes, absolutely. But you know what? We were never beat by any means. I think I think even working in the child welfare field, like there's been parents that are like, you know what, that are in the system. They're like, I spank my kids. And I think as long as you can control that and it's not like abuse. But the problem is, is that we've defined all physical discipline as abuse now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a very, very fine line. And it kind of makes me nervous talking about it because of what I do for a living. But like, yes. I just, if I'm my kids, I mean, that's how I choose to do it. And I, and I, it's just become, and I think where I was also thinking, Greg, is that it's really hard now because I about died the first time I ran into a kid who said, well, if my mom puts her hands on me, I'm calling the cops. Oh um, yeah. My parents would have been like, I wish you would call the cops on me because you're going to get it even worse after they leave. But you know what I'm saying? So, like, we, we are, we've gone from a generation of uh, children respecting their parents and wanting to, like, impress their parents and earn their parents' respect to a generation of parents who are trying to earn the respect of their children. And I just don't know where that flipped. Does that make sense? It makes like sense. We're, we're catering to our children now as opposed to children wanting to earn the approval of their parents. Like, I can remember thinking, I have to do these things so I never disappoint my parents. And kids don't think that way anymore, in my opinion. 
you know, and that's the sad part that you just brought up, and I didn't realize until you said it. I feel like now it's like kids used to be indebted to their parents. Yes. And now it's like the other way around. Like, you owe me. You owe me like, for coming into me. this world. Like, it, was, it, was, it was an article where a girl uh, sued her dad or called the police on her dad for taking a phone that he purchased he paid and paid for and tried to be like, well, technically it was a gift and it's mine and you don't have the right to touch my personal property. And he looked like, are you? like? But the fact is, I told my <laughs> I told my mother one day, I stole from Queen uh, Corner Store back in Ohio. I, I was about seven or eight with my older brother. It, whatever. Stole from the store. And I went in the house. I didn't know I got caught. I didn't know my mom knew him. <laughs> Man, she get that phone call. I'm in the house. And that look she gave me, I, I remember like it was yesterday. And I got toe up. And I said, Mama, call the police. Man, why she called the police and continued to whoop my ass? And they said, huh, ain't nothing we going to do. Have a good one. Wow. That's what it's supposed to be. But... You do the same thing now. They come in rushing. I mean, I didn't see many stories and videos of police showing up to people's houses because their kids didn't call the police because dad or mom took a phone or didn't want them to leave or didn't want them to do certain things. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I'm like, so now as parents, I got to walk on eggshells, almost afraid to do certain things because... Even if I like, even there's even memes and, and, and stories out there where if you have a kid do some kind of exercise, it's all oh, psychologically that's that's tormenting them. And it's like, so wait a minute, they can't stand in the corner no more either. They can't hold the phone books. They can't walk up and down the stairs for a prolonged period. Like, I feel like our parenting is being stripped away, and we're more just now. While you see now, parents are trying to be kids' friends because if not. Oh, I can't get on Charlie's bad side because if I do, I can get in trouble. He can make something up. Like, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and the same thing with me. I work with you. I work at a, a different facilities and so forth. So I, 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 I must also be cautious in what I say. So when I do say certain stuff, I'm referring it back to my own personal experience because it's my own personal experience, you know. But, I mean, it's it's crazy because, like like you said, you look at the youth nowadays – and I always ask this question every podcast: Where did it switch? You know, because even when you talk about Amelia, your own siblings was the way y'all was disciplined versus your last two siblings was like, wow, they got it easy. Like even my little brother, my little brother, uh, five years younger than me, and I always joke like, man, mommy got soft. She buying you hundred dollar jeans and <laughs> and and giving you parties and all this stuff. I said, man, I got a happy birthday, a cake. And a hug. <laughs> and I was okay with it. You know, I was okay with that. It's no big deal. I said, but you getting gifts and gifts, and this ain't even a holiday. So I'm just trying to figure out because the research we may know about, the research we may read, I'm pretty sure when it came out, parents weren't like, let's read this new research about less corporate. Put-. Like, no. So how did they then in return adapt to the new decade when? Like, where did it start? When do we start to see the soft parents? Mm. <laughs> you know, because I'm, you know, 26, going to be 27. My little brother twenty uh going to be 21, so it's uh, 22. And it's like, okay, somewhere in that five years, my mom got soft. But not just her, all parents. Yep. Oh. So 
and I always talk, even when uh, I talk with Stalins, I'm like, when did it, when did, when did the manly man become not cool? Mm. <laughs> so my question to you, Amelia, when, like, like the research you may read or know about and the different research they've done, which in my opinion, anybody can put out research that fit the majority, that, that fit the masses. So just because somebody put something out don't mean it's the right thing to do because there was a period of time where people were spanking in schools. Neighbors could spank the kid. Uh, pretty much any adult could spank your kid if they were doing something that wasn't correct. So I guess I'm waiting for the research that proves maybe if you do discipline just a little bit more, it may just help a little bit better because, in my opinion, a lot of our youth, they need it. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're smoking on the street corners, truancy, not going to school. Heck, the kids going to school and beating up teachers and nothing happening. I mean, that's why sometimes I get kind of frustrated because I'm like, as a teacher, you know, you have a situation where you have a kid who put their hands on you. Some of these kids aren't little. Some of these kids are big and strong, maturing young people. So now that I get punched in the face, only thing that's going to happen to me is I get some paid time off and I got to come back with a broken jaw. And that mm. kid, he just go to a new school. Or and, they label him and put him in an alternative school, which now he goes to school twice a week and he gets what he wants pretty much. Well, and I think one thing like you touched it, you touched it, is that um is that you know, like putting your hands like I was in one of the schools when I worked in Nebraska and a security a kid walked in late and the security go go guard goes, Sir, I need and he even called the kid sir. He said, Sir, I need to see your note. And the kid literally looked at him and goes, go fuck yourself. And I sat there and I was like, if I ever would have done that, my mom and dad would have known before it came out of my mouth and would have like, I, it, that would have been the end. Like you just didn't, you just weren't disrespectful like that. And so I don't know where we went wrong or where we've like made the turning point of that it's okay to be disrespectful like that. But I've like, I've seen kids talk to their parents like that. And I think that's where we got to the point where we came from. Like parents just accommodate their children all the time to the point of like, they're just entitled. Like I can do this. I can talk to you how I want to talk to you. Like I mean, even police officers, they're disrespectful to them. And it's like, no, that no matter how you feel, that's still a person of authority. Like people of authority, you can have an opinion about them, but you need to be respectful. And it, not even people of authority, just people in general, be respectful of them. Yep. And so I know I've like read some stuff where people have said, you know, like our generation, like, like, because like, I mean, in reality, uh, I have friends that have kids that are in junior high and high school already. And it was, well, you know what? Our parents spanked us, so we're never going to spank our kids. And I, I feel like that's kind of where we went wrong because in reality, I was, I was spanked. I met a belt a couple of times and I will tell you as an adult, I deserved it every single time. And do I believe that it does some sort of like physiolo physiological change to your body? Absolutely. But I also think that it's who, why I am who I am now. Like I can't, I'm not an angry person. I'm not, um, I'm not like 
sitting around every day going, oh, it's because my parents spanked me. I can tell you that every time my parents put their hands on me, I deserved it. I mean, there was a day that I told my father to go fuck himself and I deserved what I got that day. So, because he's my father, you should never talk to your parents like that. Exactly. And I never tested those waters. Again, I can promise you that. But I think as youth, like you, you test those waters, but as parents, it's our jobs to set those boundaries. And I think we've just stopped setting those boundaries for our kids. And so now they're growing up just thinking they can do and talk to whoever they want. I mean, we have children threatening to call the police on their parents for just for taking away their phones. Yes. I'm sorry. That was the thing. Like if I asked for an allowance, my parents would literally tell me, well, you're allowed to live in the house that I pay for. (laughs) You know, like I go to work every day. So you have a roof over your head so you can have new basketball shoes. So you can have the things that you want to have. So I think it's just, it's gotten to a point where we like kind of like, I don't know have gotten to the point of like keeping up with the Jones Joneses a little too much. And it's, we've, we've spoiled our children to the point that like, they just, they're entitled. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with spanking and I think it has to be controlled and for like severe reasons. But I just, I mean, just as spanking your kid because they're not listening or spanking your kid to be spanking them because that's how you think you're going to get their attention. I don't think that's that's fair. Well, let me ask but, you, I mean, let me ask you this though. And Greg, I mean, um, piggyback off this also, and tell me if I'm wrong. But I know, growing up, you know, of course, in a black household, and when we see kids act up in the store, it was always the white kids. It was always the white kids, and the mom will always look at you and be like, "You gonna act like that white boy, you know? Or you ain't gonna act like that little white girl, you know? That, that's mm-hmm. how they, you know, that's how they act, you know? what I'm saying you ain't gonna do that, mom." And there's always. I remember growing up, it was always instilled in my mind. Always. It was like branded in my mind. White kids control their parents, not the black mm-hmm. kids. And that's how it was because that's how, I mean, that's the perception we had growing up. And I'm just, I mean, I'm talking for myself, but Greg, do you, do you kind of, I mean, agree with what I'm saying? No, on this? You are 100% correct. It was like <laughs> when I, and I, I just joked with my friend the other day, I said, I, now I know why my mother was as strict as she was when we went to the store. Because now that I got kids, I see how needy kids can be and how aggravating that is and how stressful it is. And why when we left out the house, she said, don't ask for nothing, don't touch nothing, and you ain't getting shit. So I kind of so now I understand it. But now I look at when I go to the store and I see kids. Now it ain't just the white kids. When I was growing up, it was just white kids. I yes. was like, oh, you're a brave soul exactly. right there. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no, you about to lose his life. <laughs> it never happened, though. But I, and, and it was even funny that you mentioned it because, hell, I remember a comedy special with Ari Spears. Yeah. He was like, my friend Nate came over, and Nate was like, tell your mom to get out of your personal space. She's not allowed in your room. Oh, she can't just bust into your state space. Yeah. And he was like, Nate, you're going to get me killed. Don't be coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> in my house. You're correct. It was, yeah. a, and, I, and, I, and this is, and I, I think I said this before. Kids nowadays, now it's not, and I, and I think this is the problem. I think in the black community, we want to be so much like the Joneses. And when I say the Joneses, I ain't talking about some black rich people. I'm talking about the the white people. Yes, we yes. so much to be like them yes. that we lost some of that. I feel like we lost that avenue because now. 
you got kids, black kids, don't respect their mom, talking about her, fighting them, doing all kind of crazy stuff. And, and that's why I hate it because I'm like, even my own, like my own personal situation, I'm like, sometimes my kid's mom, we, we, we go back and forth. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to teach them don't do X, Y, and Z. And you're just allowing it. No, I come from an area of respect. I come from a time where at a bare minimum, you're going to respect your mama. Because, like I said before, that's all I had. These kids now, they don't even respect their own mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can't get whooped. Because now I didn't hear... I mean, I, <laughs> there's a woman that lives in my kid's mom's neighborhood. And I know that she works. She's a single mom. But her kids are constantly stealing stuff. Bikes, scooters, fireworks, tires, just anything. <laughs> I went up there. I went up there and I'm like, ma'am... I'm trying to keep it cool, but your kids keep stealing my kids' stuff. We about to have a problem. Right. Walking short, fly through all that. I'm thinking to myself, she don't even chill. They talk to her. I heard them out there arguing. I'm thinking she arguing with somebody else. She out there arguing with her son because he wanted to climb up on the roof. Mm. And he told her to shut up. He ain't got to listen to her, blah, 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 whatever. Mm. And this is the part that got me. How you walk into her house and slam her door on her? Mm. <laughs> I would have, I, 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 I said, oh, yeah. I, I can't do this. I said, I don't know what I'll do if my I said I know for sure I'll catch a charge because whoo. <laughs> well, it, it makes me laugh. You talking about like the slamming the door and the yeah, you did not slam doors in our home. And you did not I so my bedroom, like our house had been remodeled. So it had one at one point been like the front porch and then they remodeled it into a bedroom. And so the door on my bedroom, I could lock it from the inside of my room. Well, the first time I locked that and didn't let my mom in, guess who lost that privilege? Like, that was just, that was my mom's home. You did not, you did not do stuff like that. You did not, you just didn't, you just, it wasn't okay. And now it's like, it's like kids are acting like they pay the mortgage. Yep. Like, I own this place. This is my house. This is my TV. This is my, and it's like, no, that's not the way this goes. Like, I just... I mean, I've even heard kids say, what kind of car are you going to get me when I turn 16? Uh, when are you going to get a job and get your own car? <laughs> like, when are you going to take on that responsibility of, you know, starting to pay some of your own? I mean, it was even like if I wanted a different kind of toothpaste that my mom bought, I had to use my money that I earned from a job to do get that. Because she was like, this is what we have in this house. This is what I buy. If you don't like it, buy your own. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable to me and i know there's going to be people i i want to i want to say first and foremost that like i understand 100 that child abuse is a huge issue in our world i i get that i understand that i'm so sorry that it happens i've worked in that world i get it like i understand that we have a lot of families that are living in struggles that are stressful and it leads to child abuse i get that what, like Frank said, we're coming from our experiences as children um, growing up and saying, you know what, I got spanked. It, it didn't hurt me, whatever. Like, I want to say that, that I understand that child abuse is a huge issue in our in our world today. But I think on the flip side of that, we also have an issue of we're not disciplining our kids anymore. Yes. And so... I just, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is because all the research has come out that says, oh, it does all this brain damage to your kids. I get that. I understand that. 
I understand that child abuse is a trauma and it alters their brain chemicals. And I, and I understand all of that, but we've also come away from a world of where our children literally have no discipline. And then we get mad because people are think it's okay to go into schools with guns. I'm going to tell you, I went, I get it. I'm from a small rural community. I completely understand that, but I went to a school where kids had guns in the back of their trucks and we never, ever, ever thought anything of it because they knew the rules and what it meant to have that. Like, I just, we've got come away from like not being able to like have any control over what's going on. So let me ask you this then. Let me ask you both this because somebody posted this on my Facebook when I posted that page and um, I mean that topic and a guy I used to work with being a pretty good guy, damn good dude, respect him a lot. He says spanking is proven to be nothing but make children more aggressive. Little assholes. It may work for a short time, but it's nothing more than child abuse for a parent that cannot control themselves. Read the psychological studies on this topic. So my question is then, you do your kid can act like a damn fool. Are, are you telling me I can't put my hands on her ass? I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slap my child until next week. You know, hey, who said that? Who put you said this person posted on your page and pretty much said spanking is basically a tool for parents to use who can't control their kids, right? Well, it said verbatim spanking is proven to do nothing but make children more aggressive, little assholes. It may work for the short time, but it's nothing more than child abuse for a parent that cannot control themselves. Read the psychological studies on this topic. Yeah, I first off, <laughs> I would the question I was about to ask Millie is. We talk about the research that's that's proven mental health issues, proven all this and the third, but they haven't came back with the follow-up to show that their way works. (laughs) They talk about, oh, we did research that showed that disciplining your kids is only going to prove to increase this or make them more socially distant this. And all this information that was put out there to where it pretty much said whooping your child does nothing, so we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't do it in schools. We shouldn't do it in churches. We shouldn't do it at home. We shouldn't do it anywhere because that's child abuse. And all it does is do psychological damage. I always say, if, okay, if that's the case, then how about we look at the follow-up reports on what it does? And I, I feel like that's false. I feel like when I got spanked, it was worth it. Just like Mia said, I've never got a whooping that I didn't deserve. Point blank in the story. When I was with my brothers and I was out in the streets and I was doing the stuff I was doing, when I stole from Queens, if she didn't give me an ass whooping to remember that feeling, I would have kept doing it. I would have kept doing it. If, if I didn't get a whooping for getting bad grades, I wouldn't have tried harder. Because when I, when a person becomes content with taking the, the easy route, I mean, Greg stole from the store. What happened? Nothing. Greg got bad grades. What happened? Nothing. Greg told a teacher to whatever, whatever. What happened? Nothing. So why would I want to change that? Mm-hmm. So when people say the studies show that that does little effect and all it does is a form, I call that bullshit because you got some kids out here. If, if it was so easy, you got nowadays, what, what, what was it? ADD, ADHD became a big thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. Your kid, if they're hyperactive and all this, that, and the third, give them some Ritalin. <laughs> so now you're telling me that, oh, it's easy job. It ain't no big deal. You can it ain't that big deal. You can't whoop the kid. That don't go do nothing. But the doctor said Ritalin was a good idea. And I think that's absolutely not true. I mean, I had kids sit in my class and say, 
my mom was just so burnt out from having her fourth kid that the doctor prescribed the Ritalin and she just gave it to him just to mellow him out. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> so it's okay for people to put out information that's saying the contrary to what we've seen work. Cause I've never seen, and, and I and correct me if I'm wrong. Some of these kids that then shot up schools or, or this, that, and the third, I haven't read a report that says, oh, they were getting beat at home. And that's why they shot up all these kids. I haven't read a report that's like, you know, they always try to make up an excuse. Oh, they had a troubled past and single parent home and stuff. Or when it's the white kid, it, oh, he has some mental issues. Like he was not all of a sudden bipolar, schizophrenic onset. Like, okay, no, he was just wanting to do some shit. And that's what he did. So my, my, my thing is when people say it doesn't work, then why has crime and everything within our youth skyrocketed since supposedly they implemented this? You can't hit your kids. You can't spank kids. You can't do it at school. You can't do it at church and grocery stores. I feel like if they did the research accurately and, and put that information out, it would show the complete opposite of what they're talking about. Because guess what? More youth are getting in trouble. A lot more. A lot more kids are dropping out. Being a dropout, is damn near the next coolest thing to having a gun. Mm, mm, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and they talking about well, that's what happens when you can't discipline, or or, or they go say single parent homes because the father. No, the one fathers back then either, but the father will have the ability to whoop some ass. <laughs> like I, my dad wasn't around, but the man that was in my life, I knew if I got a line, he was gonna put me in check. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really get out of line. There Plus, my mom was enough. I, I didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> Well, and I think I have two things for that. I think the first thing is, is that I think the research, I think people really need to look in. I'm telling you, I come from the welfare field. I get it. Like, I understand that child abuse is an issue in our world. I 100% get it. But I think we also need to look at are these children that were just receiving spankings every once in a while, or are these children who truly come from traumatic past where there were truly traumatic things happening throughout their life that led up to what happened or what they're doing? Those are two completely different things. Yeah. I, I have seen trauma in extremely in youth. I have seen trauma. I have seen the things that it does. I have seen what child abuse does to children. I understand that piece of it. I am not ignorant to that. 100%. I, my eyes are open. I am aware. I am a firm believer that people live their lives like according to their traumas and how they've learned to cope through those things. Like I am not stupid to that. I get it like 100%. What I am saying is that a spanking every once in a while is not going to lead your child down the wrong path and turn them into an angry, horrible person. Um, I mean, there's three of us sitting here saying, you know what, I deserved every whooping that I got and we all turned out all right. I think the other thing that I really want to talk about is let leave the, the physical discipline out of it for a minute. That's fine. Like if we don't want to like touch the spanking because it leads to all these things, like that's fine. And I, again, I want to say, I understand people live through trauma. I get that. And I understand that. And I understand child abuse is bad, but just discipline in general, like just discipline. Like I, the thing that like kind of pops in my head right now is that just parents sending boundaries for their kids and understanding that you're the one that's in charge. You're responsible for setting the boundaries. Kids, especially like when they're little 
aren't capable of setting those. They rely on us to do that. And if we're not setting those boundaries appropriately, we're going to end up with teenagers who have no respect for the people that are in charge of their lives. And so, I, I mean, I even think about little things. I mean, it doesn't have to be physical discipline. I think about, I was in eighth grade, our basketball team made it to the championship and my, I had a C in a class and my dad told me this is unacceptable. If your grade is not up to a B by the time that game comes around, you will not play in it. And I was like, oh, whatever. He's never going to do that to me. Guess who sat on the bench? Me. He called my coach that morning and said, I am so sorry, Amelia can't play in this game. She did not hold up her end of the deal. And from then on out, I knew that when my dad said he was going to do something about my grades, he was going to do something about my grades. So that wasn't even a physical discipline. It was a matter of these are the expectations in our home because I want to teach you to be a responsible, um, successful adult, you know? And some people might think, well, that's a little extreme, but you know what I learned? I learned to take my education serious. And cause he always told me your job right now is to be a student, basketball, volleyball, softball, all that other stuff. That's extracurricular. Your job is to be a student right now. So just setting those boundaries for your kids is a whole other form of discipline that I think we've kind of lost. But you know the reason why we lost is because when you do the alternate form of discipline that's not necessarily physical, like I said before, kids are so careless and so nonchalant about things. Like, I look forward to going to practice. There's kids finding excuses to get out of stuff. Like, I'm not – and this is like – I don't but Greg, really it's win. because they, they they know my mom will get me out of this. My dad will get me out of this. Like, oh, I don't like this. If we ever started something, if like, let's say I started softball and I didn't like it, you finished out the season. You no didn't matter what. No matter what. I don't care how miserable you are. You made a commitment to be on that team and teams don't walk away from each other. So you're going to finish it out. And then next year, if you don't want to do it, you better find something else to fill your time or I'm going to find something for you. Like, exactly. See, and. And like you said, let's talk about discipline outside of the physical, you know, spanking and whooping or whatever. One thing my mother did was when school was out, the one thing she said, you ain't about to be sitting around my house doing absolutely yep. nothing. You about to find something to do. Yep. Mom, 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 what you need? Find something to do. You better get the hell out of my house for the time you poke the ass cool. You about to you better go to the YMCA. You better join Boy Scouts. You better go to the community center. Yep. You better find a part-time job. I'm eight years old. Mama, what you talking about? Like, <laughs> but what I will say is, it helped me because one thing she did was set up those boundaries to where I knew for a fact I couldn't play the game until 7 30, 8 o'clock at night. We were allowed to play the game for about 45 minutes to an hour before bed, and we alternated. I'll go take my bath or shower or something, and then I had to eat, then I could play the game. Or I'll play the game for a little bit while my brothers did all that stuff, and then we'll swipe, off, we'll swipe off. Or I could play right after I got done in the morning. That's why I, my mother was smart because she even told us, you allowed to play the game when you get up in the morning after you brush your teeth, wash your face, brush your teeth, wash your face, get your school clothes on, and eat breakfast. So guess what we did every morning? Got up as quick as we can and made it happen. Exactly. Because we knew. We had to be out the door by 7.45. So if I can get up at 6.15 and get ready in 45 minutes, I had about 30, 45 minutes of game time, and, and that was like a plus <laughs> because it made me go to school happy. Yep. But nowadays, kids don't. Kids already know, I'm going to do that regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to go outside. I can play Fortnite all day. Mm-hmm. And get, yep. 
Mom, bring my food to me. I ain't even got to leave my bedroom. What the hell? Yeah. I saw hey, I saw that one. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, they get room service in this restaurant? <laughs> okay. And I said all the time, soft. I can't do it. I'm still old school in the mind, and, and, and it makes me mad because they don't understand. Doing stuff like that, you're creating devious little criminals to, to be because mm-hmm. they're not going to have the respect for authority. If you don't respect exactly. your mom and dad, you don't respect police. Exactly. You don't respect teachers. You don't respect medical personnel. You don't respect nobody but yourself because a person that can disrespect the person that gave birth and raise them and put them in the house and, and, and give them food and, and pay all the bills and nice clothes, if you can respect that person, what the hell are you going to do to somebody that you don't know? Yeah. Yep. See, <laughs> well, I, and I so, think there was like, there was like true meaning behind, I brought you into this world and I will take you out. Like, do mm-hmm. not forget where you came from, who you are, and who's in charge. I mean, I, I mean, my parents are some of the most loving individuals in the world, but they meant business when they raised us. They, they weren't messing around. They wanted us to be better than, um, and have more experiences and do everything that they wanted us to do and to have great lives. And it's the reason why they raised us the way they did. And I think, I mean, these are like little tiny things that I like have glimpses of, but my mom was the person, like we only lived a block from the school. We walked to school every day. Right. If you asked for a ride, she'd be like, I wish you would. But like, (laughs) um, like I, I can see the, I can see the school from our house. Like that's ridiculous. But it was a matter of like, you made your bed before you left the house. There was one day I thought I was going to be slick and I didn't. And she was yelling out the window at me as I'm walking as fast as I can to get to school. You better get back here. She called the school and said, Amelia can't start class until she comes home and makes her bed. And it was, you're not going to leave my house looking sloppy. So like, it, it was just, it was just things that like, and it was the follow through. And I think sometimes now parents just get so sick of like saying it over and over and over again, that they're like, whatever, where kids know it doesn't matter if mom tells me a hundred times, if that hundred and one time she finally gives in, I won. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the problem we have now too, is that like parents are just so sick of like, Oh my God, this is taking too much of my time or this is exhausting. Yeah. Being a parent is exhausting. I mean, there's days, you know, where Bella doesn't want to go to sleep or she doesn't, but you have to stick with it to keep those things going. And I just think people give up now because for some odd reason, we've just stopped investing. Oh yeah, and I also I feel like um, discipline falls underneath the same tree. Br- uh, it's, to me, discipline. There's I believe in there's core values. Everybody have a core value. There's a structure system, and I when I look at discipline, I look at the branches that leads off. You got the trunk is discipline. The branches from there is is structure. I believe if you have good discipline, you have structure, and it trickles down. Discipline can go so far. And when I think when people hear the word discipline, you're thinking about, oh, I want to beat that kid. I'm going to beat somebody ass. No, discipline is not beating somebody ass or beating somebody up or a child abuse or just, you know, it's honestly it's still in the, uh, um, a structure system to them. You know what I'm saying? Helping, mm-hmm. them, helping them grow, helping them become a man or a woman, you know? So I look at like a million now we speak and we talk about um, how we want to raise our kid, you know, Bella and then the next one. And we both see eye to eye on a lot of things. And that's what makes us good partners. And um, I am sometimes the soft one, though. But at the same time, there's one thing we do have in common. That is discipline. You got to have discipline. If you got discipline, you got structure. You got structure. 
you normally have a good foundation of having uh, been an effective human being in society. Where we have lacked, I've seen, and Greg, you're saying you're 26 years old. For There's a lot of 26-year-olds that, that aren't like you. You know what I'm saying? And I think you got yours from your mom, who was a great woman for raising you, you know, and the, and the people you had around you. But I've seen some 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds that act like they're 21, you know what I'm saying? And that's 19, that act like they're from this new generation of just like wilding out and shit. And I'm like, man, what in the hell? So let me ask you guys this. Can you grow up and have a structure, a.k.a. discipline, until you go off on your own, then all of a sudden you start wilding out and start acting different, you know what I'm saying, like losing your integrity, losing the tools that your parents taught you. And then all of a sudden you become what we call this now generation, or is that what your parents instill in you? Does that does that carry with you throughout your whole life, you think? I I think it's with you your whole life. I think I think it's unfair to say that like youth once they leave their parents' homes aren't going to test the boundaries a little bit. But I think that as a parent, that is your hope is that you instilled those values and those morals and those boundaries in your kid so that they eventually come back to where they left, where they came, they come, they come back around full circle. So I think, I don't think it's fair to say like, if you, if you go to college and you like go do stuff and whatever, I don't think that's fair to say that a parent failed in their discipline for their child, because that's where you're going out in the world and you're kind of like learning things on your own and figuring it out on your own, but you always have what your parents instilled in you to fall back on and to really know what's right and wrong. doesn't mean you're always going to make the right decision, but I think once you get through that and then you have some life experience, if you have a good moral compass and a good value system and foundation, and then you have those life experiences to have learned from, I think you're, you're going to turn out to be an okay adult. Oh yeah. But I, and I think you're gonna, now if Greg and I, if Greg and I daughter go off to college and start to become a stripper, I'm going to feel like I fell as a father, period. <laughs> you know what I'm going <laughs> to feel like I fell, but I hear what you're saying though. <laughs> See, but, I think- I think, but you know what the thing of it is, is that like, I mean, if it, I mean, you can't ever say my kid's never going to do that because you can't say my kid's never going to do that because right. as soon as they leave their home, you have literally no control over them. You're right. Um, but I think it's a matter of like, that's why I don't think people understand from the day your child is born, the importance of setting those boundaries and being that strong guidance for them and helping them through. I mean, yes, I am the person and you can make fun of me if you want. You know what? I'm going to explain how you're feeling right now because I think that's important in educating our kids and getting how they're feeling out better. I mean, we we I mean, if you want to go down that road, we can go down that road, but we're living in a world right now where I feel that we have a bunch of, bunch of youth who can't express appropriately how they feel because we've literally never made them go through those feelings. Mm. It's we've gone through and gone, "Oh, you're hurt or oh, you're crying here, let me fix it for you," rather than let's go through this together. I mean, you guys have seen the videos. Sorry, Bella's reading because apparently she's a scholar now. Um, But you guys have seen the videos of parents like just sitting next to their toddlers while they're throwing tantrums. That is so important because now what do we do? Oh, here you can have this or here you can have that. Just stop crying. That's not doing them any justice. And so then we get mad when they're older and they can't control that. But that's a whole nother subject. No, 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 no. See... (laughs) And I would I, I would agree to to some extent with what you just said, Amelia. But my my thing is about 
it goes into if a kid needs to express himself and then going through that expression with them to help them through whatever it is, that is very helpful to some degree. My 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 issue is I feel like kids now they run game on their parents. Now, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. We, we, no, we, absolutely. We've been through stages where we try to pin our mom and dad against each other or to get one parent to get us what other want. I think it gotten worse. Like, for instance, if my, like, as my kids get older and like my oldest is about to be four, so he's fully functional. So if he's crying about something, I'm like, look, if you go keep crying and not saying what you got to say, have at it. I'm not going to sit here and entertain it if you just want my attention because we just done X, Y, and Z. I say, you use your words and you can tell me what's going on. He had stopped crying and, and then he had tell me. And I'm like, was that the, I said, was that worth getting mad about? I said, you lost the game. You're going to lose a lot in life. Don't let that affect you. You're over here crying because you lost this game and it's just a game. But it made me mad. I, okay. Now, what you going to do? You want to beat the game? Continue to get better at that particular game and then you're going to improve what you, you know, I talk to him like an adult. I don't baby him. I don't allow him to do that. And then I turn around and say, well, do you want some candy or, or what can I do to make you feel better? I don't want you to feel better. I want you to get that emotion, feel it, explain it. And kind of like what you said by working through it with them. But instead of me telling him what he like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit here and let him cry. And then I'm going to uh, reward him with something. No, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to work through it with you. But the next time, you on your own. I, I can't, like, I'm not going to be there. And that's what my mother told me. She said, Junior, I'm going to teach you what you need to know. I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure you get to where you need to be. But I'm not going to always be there with you. So if I hold your hand every step of the way, that's what you're going to get used to. I mean, it's, it's, it's proven that the way you train, the way you live your life, the way your discipline or your structure is set up, from the time you were a kid until when you become an adult, that's who you are. Now, you got room to change and mature and and to go your own way, kind of like what Frank said, my daughter become a stripper. You know, you only can hope for the best because you can be the best father anyone could want, but if that person, for whatever reason, lacks whatever chemical at whatever time gets sucked into something they had no business to, it ain't that we failed. It's just, you know, it's... <laughs> It happens that way. You know, people don't grow up wanting to be strippers, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I think I, I agree with you, Greg. I agree with you 100% where it's, you know, but here's, here's my thing is that I, in my personal opinion, people are not taking the time to talk that stuff through with their kids. It's what can I do to, we, we have, we, you know what, we live in a, in a world now of fast fixes. And we've unfortunately started to try to fast fix our children and it's not working. It's not working because we're not going through those things with them. We're not doing those things with them. We're not explaining things for them. We're not making our kids problem solve. And I think the problem is, is that people don't understand that really tiny kids can come up with their own solutions. We just have to give them the time to do that. And we have to be able to sit through them with that. And like you said, you know, like, what are you going to do now? People aren't taking the time to do that. People are literally going, oh, baby, I'm so sorry that you don't, you're sad. Here, let me fix it for you. And I don't think that people understand that. Like, as soon as they're like tiny little things, our job is to start instilling those skills in them so that they continue to have those skills as they're growing. 
And now it's just been, it's, it's turned into like, let me fix it for you. Let me fix it for you. Let me fix it for you. And then it turns into a disrespect thing because it's like, well, this is your problem, mom. This is your problem, dad. And I don't, I, the, I know I'm in the middle of it, but I want you to solve this for me. And then as soon as the parents aren't able to fix that one thing that they want them to fix, they, it becomes a disrespect thing. Like, who are you? You can't do this. And that might not make sense, but to me, it makes sense. So no, no. So, so this is my, like, I'm not get that perfectly, but for instance, moms and dads always had to work a lot. Absolutely. You know, talk about, oh, parents sometimes are just burnt out from it. But yeah. in my opinion, it's like burnt out from what? Parents always worked long hours to make ends meet. People always had, whether it was one or two parents, it was always some kind of stress in that life that took away from, you know, the child in some way, shape, or form. I just, I truly think, and I don't know if it's something in the medicine. We always joke and say it's something in the water, but I feel like there's something more going on because, I mean, if it was like, oh, 2% of the population acts like this, uh, you know, maybe that's, that's not that big. But when you're talking about, in terms of, we look at the numbers, the amount of trouble and or, you know, juvenile detention centers or whatever, it's it's like, wow. Like, it's like I worked at uh, Boy Sound and these kids were fighting and rules are so strict that it was two teachers there. They couldn't do anything. They just had to watch. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have, they had to call law enforcement because if they would have touched that kid, they would have got in trouble. So you're telling me I have to watch two kids fight and I can't do nothing as an adult because if I touch that person in any way, shape, or form, I can get sued, lose my job because it's yeah. considered child abuse. That's crazy. That has nothing to do with parenting. That's the system instilling stuff to where. It's like they're almost creating it. <laughs> it's like they're almost creating this idea of, well, if we take this power away from parents, that make parenting a little bit harder to the point where they just don't care no more or get exhausted. So now in return, increase, you know, violent, indoor juvenile crimes being committed, increased amount of delinquent behaviors in school increase and lack of knowledge, which means more kids are dumb, ignorant, stupid, whatever, wherever you want to use. So now you're talking about stuff that the system put in place to almost doll parenting. It's kind of like the single dad. It sounds like it's almost, I mean, it sounds repetitive, but it's kind of like the single, the single mom. What, how can you neutralize somebody in a society? You take away the family nucleus, you take out the father, you take out this, you incentivize certain things so then they can stay safe. It's like they almost did the same thing they did to black families that they did to children because I know kids because I work with them. I'm like, you in here for what? Why? Oh, I don't care. Like, they don't even care. I don't care. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. I'll fight. Like, no care in the world. Are you Are you scared to die? Nope. Huh? The first time I knew what death was, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, it, it was like, most kids, when you think about that stuff, you're like kind of fearful of it. It's like now it's like, I don't care. Huh? Where your mom and dad? They don't care either. 
So my thing is, if we're raised by tough parents, and now in return, I'm going to be a tough parent. Why is it so watered down now that kids are literally careless, no discipline, no structure? Because you can't tell me everybody in America got uh, no structure. Yeah. You know, I mean, we well, talk about think- experiences. You grew up in a small town. I grew up in a uh, 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 the poor, the ghetto. Frank grew yeah. up we're in the same predicament. So it's like we all can see the transition. And when we all look back at where it's pointing to, it points to, wow, when they started doing research on A, B, and C, they start implementing A, B, and C. Now look at the decline of all it. I personally think when it comes to society and stuff, and it's something we talk about every episode pretty much, the people who control what goes on in this country, whether it's media, whether it's, you know, billion dollar corporations, whoever they may be, I feel like we don't have no say so because I, I find it hard that once was a hot topic or a hot thing, such as being a tough guy or, or a, a dude or a manly man is now contrary. Like when Frank, I don't know if Frank posted it, posted that picture of Dwayne Wade and his son and Gabrielle. I started laughing because I'm like, damn, if I was a father and I had to go through that situation, could I do that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Or even the way people dress it. I don't know if I could do that. And it's like now we're talking about like with kids. I can't discipline. I try to set up a structure for them that allows them to be disciplined and, and successful. But yet. The moment they want to go against the grain because they realize I don't have to listen, then what do I do? Do I give up on them? Do I keep going even though now that added a whole nother twist in my life? Which, you know what I mean? Like, 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 and I guess the question I'm asking is, what do you do when the structure and discipline you build for your kids is now being challenged? Because, like you said, we can't spank, we can't whoop. We can't do certain things because now kids are calling the police on us. How do you now manage a kid that decides? Because any kid, from time kids are little, they already going against the grain. Oh, I want to play with a knife. I want to uh, play with the video game controller. I want to chew on the remote. No, no, no. I want to stick my hand in the fan. At that age, no, don't do that. But as they get older, it's the same thing. I want to stay out late. I want to have a girl come over and stay the night or vice versa. Like, so when that kid decides to go against the grain, how do we regroup as parents to better serve them when we're limited in what we can do? Well, I think I don't I, I agree with you. I think um, I think society or government or whatever has um, definitely put a different spin on what discipline looks like. And that like and that goes back to the physical discipline and all of that. But I, you know, it's like. Now that like we have Bella and like another kid is on the way, like I I think we need to go back. Like I think we kind of got away from like this is my home, and until you pay my bills and live my life, you really can't tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. So like, don't come in here and tell me how I'm supposed to raise my children because you know what they're fed, they're loved, they're cared for, um, they're not abused. You know like. I, I mean, it's just, this is how I have to raise my children in the hopes that like in the world that we live in today, it helps them be successful as adults. And I, and I, 
don't know if that's really answering your question, but I think sometimes we get so sucked into like wanting to fit in or like not being that like odd parent. You know what? I don't give a crap. Talk about me at the barbecues. I don't care. This is how I'm raising my children because I don't want them to grow up to be little assholes. And you know what? They may still become little assholes, but at least I know I did everything I possibly could to help support them to be successful. And I think we've just, we've just gotten away. We've also, I think media has been the biggest downfall ever when it comes to parenting because media makes it look like parenting is like this like perfect thing. And it's not like everybody needs to be real with themselves and know that parenting is hard. Parenting is ugly. Parenting brings out the bad and the good in us. And I mean, there's days where I go and I'm like, man, I could have done these things way differently, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. But like you put it on media and it's like, oh yeah, I'm like mom of the year and we don't have any problems and my kids are perfect. And that puts a whole different spin on how much pressure there is in being a parent. Cause I mean, I don't know how many kids come home and be like, well, so-and-so has a cell phone. Why can't I? Because in our home, you're not getting one yet. These are the rules that we've set. But I think we've just like, well, everyone else is doing it and I don't want to be that parent that's not doing it or I don't want to be the parent that says no. And so now we've just end up, we've ended up in a world like we literally take the easy route on everything. And and that's just my opinion is that it's easy, it's what doesn't make us uncomfortable. Like nobody is ever okay with like is comfortable with being uncomfortable anymore. That, like I remember giving giving that line. Well, so and so's parents don't make them. And my dad would go, "I don't give a damn. That you go live in their house. Then you better call them exactly. up so you can move in." See, Amelia, that quote you just said was Coach Dobson for the University of Nebraska's strength and conditioning program under one of the best coaches I've ever had, Coach Bo. That was his motto. People are not okay with being. People are okay with being comfortable, but we need to learn to be uncomfortable, but yet comfortable. And we used to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. what? So one day we out there getting ready to run our sprints and it was doing construction. And we all started bitching. Oh, it's smoke. It's this, it's that. He was leaning, look, he blew the whistle halfway through our sprint. Stop. He said, y'all acting like a bunch of, uh, he went off. But he said, it's times like this when you're going to be at somebody's, you know, away and they got this going on they got this going on it's negative 20 degrees in penn state it's 110 in fresno and you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and we were like oh okay he getting something now <laughs> okay and like you said everybody nowadays take the easy route but i truly believe it's because we're forced to take the easy route because it's it's easy to okay i'm not going to discipline my kid because I don't want to look bad to other people. It's okay to say, you know, I'm not going to allow my kid to have, it's easy to say, you know what? I can get my kid a cell phone. It's 50 extra dollars. I just work a little harder. It's easier to do that because everybody doing it. It's the model that's set out there for us parents to abide by. And it makes for less stress in an already stressful world. But where I keep going back to is we're almost forced to, because if you don't, now you got to deal with this other side of the coin. If you don't get it, how else are they going to get it? So we can talk about values and everything else, lack of discipline, discipline. But in our society and where we live now, that's what goes on. It's like, I'm going to do this for my kid. And it's, and it's almost like a control 
it's like if my kid tries something, I want to try it at my house so I can control it versus going out and doing it in the street. And I watched Intervention, and even before I watched I kind of understood it, but it was like, oh, my daughter has an alcohol problem. I let her drink to my house, and they were like, you're wrong for that. She's like, well, if she gets drunk here and tear up my house, at least it's my house. But if she's out there in the street because I'm not providing it to her and she's getting drunk with whoever, that could be even more problem. So and I, th- I think we all know a parent back in our days in high school and middle school that used to let kids do that too. I guarantee each one of us know a parent that was like that. Exactly. And, and so that, so that, so then, like I said, just playing devil's advocate. It's like, if there, there's no rules to parenting, there's no book, there's no successful recipe that you can concoct to be like, look, this is how you become the best parent. But my, my thing is, I, like you said, media controls what do, what goes on in this country. And until the media start eliminating the negativity of being bad parents, <laughs> that's it ain't even about being bad parents. It's going to create little monsters because you watch the media when there was a time where there was a strong black family, a strong black male in the household. There wasn't a single parent mom. And all those shows that were out, I guarantee if you look at the times, it was like, it wasn't so bad. Like, it was okay. Still some stuff, but now it's like open relationships, no problem. Uh, dude having two girlfriends, no big deal. Like, every song you listen to, so now young men, like, it's okay to have a wife, a mistress, and a girlfriend. Sweet. <laughs> you know, women, oh, it's okay to use your body and look to get what you want. Huh? So it ain't even got nothing to do with our parenting. It's like you said before, Amelia, media drives everything that goes on in our country. And I don't know if there's anything we can do to stop it. Like when I had my first son and I talked to my uh, kid's mom, who we were dating at the time, her, she cried one night. I'm thinking like, oh, man, she crying because of postpartum. I ain't about to say nothing that's wrong because I ain't going to get kicked out of bed tonight. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I said, hey, what's wrong? She said, I love our son. I love him to death. I'm going to do any and everything I can to protect him. But we really brought a kid into this world that is shit. Mm. And yeah. he's right. Like, this world, and that's why I say, like, you could do everything right as a mother and as a father, as a grandparent, as an uncle and auntie. And yet somehow your kid can still be one of the Columbine shooters. Yeah. Mm. That kid can still be mm. Jeffrey Dahmer. That kid can still be. You know, the BTK, I mean, so that's why in a sense, it's like when we had the discipline in terms of the physical part, it helped because it's like when you touch something hot, ah, it burns. You know, that sensation is enough for you to know red on the stove. I ain't touching it. What is that sensory for when the kid decide I'm going to touch daddy's gun? (laughs) What's that sensory that they're going to get other than? Well, he talked to me about it, but I mean, he talked to me all the time, so I can't really, you know. And I think when we're talking about the physical part of it, I think that sensory helped because when I got whoopings for stealing, it got to the point where, yeah, I probably did it afterwards. I tried to be slicker than the time before, but the whooping still came. So then it came to a point where it's like, you know what? I had enough of whoopings. (laughs) I'm done with that avenue. But then we talked about the mental part. I think the mental part of it is now they talk about kids are scarred and this and the third. 
kids are scarred from what I consider trauma abuse. And I call that the parents coming home drunk and high yes, and, yes. and, oh, shut up, boy, for I, you know, pick up whatever near me and pop. Like, I, that is a hell no. That, when Amelia talks about, and that's why beating or working in the welfare system and, and experiencing that by, you know, whether it's reading cases, dealing with the kids and the families, that's a hell no. I think what the government did was made it so broad that everything is considered that. And that's why I think they're wrong for that, because I should be able to pop my kid for putting his hand in the fan and cutting his fingers. <laughs> like, I should be able to discipline my child because they were acting a fool in the grocery store after I told them not to. And now I'm that parent. I, first, of all, I don't care if I'm that parent, but we all know that parent and that kid. And we're like, look at that bad that little boy climbing on the chair. Oh, hell no. Nah. He opened up the bag of M&M's and just eating up. Like, we all have seen some wild stuff like that before. And I think, like I said, the government stripped a lot of that by recommending that because now when it comes to discipline, and I'm pretty sure all parents are going to do it, we shouldn't have to think twice about, should I do that? Yeah. Should I do this? Wait a minute. Oh, man. Or even be faced with the question. Like, no offense, my kid's mom, her son insinuated not to me, but as a general, he, he was like, oh, if my mama ever did that, I'm going to call the police on her. What? What the? You are six years old. What the? Why would that even? Well, my thing is, how did that even cross your damn mind? <laughs> like, yeah. if you 12, 14, 15, I get it. But as a six-year-old, I hear six-year-old kids saying stuff like that. Oh, my mama do that to me. I'm going to call the police on them. Or I'm going to call the people to come. Huh? Like, why should a parent have to explain why you shouldn't tell the school that X, Y, and Z is like, I never had to worry. And you probably can attest to this, Frank or Amelia, when stuff like that happened back in the day, your parents didn't have to tell you if somebody come to the house and they dressed in the police uniform, like, you already kind of knew. If them people come to my house, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Here, nowadays, they telling everything just because mm -hmm. And, I, and it could be a mental health part of it where they're not being heard at home or they don't feel like their feelings are being validated. But you got CPS popping up and the parent like, what the hell y'all here for? Or your kid expressed this at school and it concerned us. Well, what do you mean it concerned you? Um, well, he said I didn't have food in the house. That's a lie. I ain't got the food he want. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, and I feel like, like I said, that's a way for... I feel like we're being controlled because now I have friends that have been through that process and it's like, why they got to go through that process simply because they want to do what's in the best interest of the child when it's not even a child. But I think my question is, is how did we get to a point where we have children where that's an option? Because I know growing up, like my, I knew my mom went grocery shopping, you know, at whatever time of the, I mean, she the woman had to buy a lot of groceries. There were four boys and me in the house. Like I get it, but like I remember thinking, like opening the cupboard and being like, "Oh man, this is all that's left." But never imagining being like, "You know what? I'm going to call my dad, or I'm going to call the cops and tell them we don't have food." Like, when did we get to that point where our kids are like, "I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to get my parents in trouble." Like that to me is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, the honest answer to that, I think, is they're teaching it in school. 
Oh, okay. I truly believe because I didn't hear even as when I was a kid, they hit you and they try to be subtle about it. You'll come to school, say you're having a bad day. And teachers are known for this, and I don't think they're doing it purposely, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in their bylaws and policy and procedure. Um, why are you sad today? What's going on? Is something going on at home? Did your mom hurt you? Like, did your dad like I feel like sometimes I'm not saying all teachers, but sometimes I think just trying to do your job, some people take it as I got to do above and beyond in order to get somewhere when they just don't know that Johnny bad as hell and he's not about to get Doritos every night for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Because I know for a fact, I know some kids, mom make a beautiful dinner. I mean, you're talking beef, pot roast, potatoes, corn, salad, little dessert, and the kid like, I don't want that. Hmm? What, what, yeah. what you what you what you want to eat? I want this and the third. Well, I'm not making a second meal. Okay, so now what the option is? Either you eat what I made, or you take your ass to bed. So that kid go to bed hungry, starving, rough night. I know how that day is. I didn't I didn't like lima beans. Oh man! So I get it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> then that kid go to school halfway falling asleep because he ain't got no energy. He missed breakfast because he woke up late again because his mama. You know, then before you know it, the teacher, what's wrong with you? Uh, my stomach hurt. I'm, are you, you don't have food at home? No, I don't. And I think that's how it happens because when, first off, like I said before, I ain't never had that issue. I, I kind of just knew because that's the way I was taught. Kids nowadays, I mean, I, and I said it ain't a bad thing because I know teachers are doing their job. But I think there comes a point in time where you can't go up to a kid and ask them what's wrong, and they tell you they don't have food when it's really they don't have food that they like. Or, oh, my gosh, my mom was arguing and it's yelling going on. Oh, my gosh. And the, and the kid, oh, my God, that scares me. Huh? Exactly. So then the CPS go out to the house. I heard there's a lot of screaming and yelling and fighting going on. Come to find out, oh, there ain't a lot of screaming and fighting going on. It was just that night they played the card game. <laughs> People get crunk when you play, yep. you know what I'm saying, spades. I mean, it, it, it's just the nature of the beast. But the kid didn't know what was going on. Or, or mom and dad get in an argument and they remove themselves and go downstairs. And mom come back crying or dad storms up the house. And it's, yeah, they're always fighting and arguing. And it's like, are they always doing it or they just did it this time? But the teachers don't know. So now that's like, oh, that's child abuse because that's emotionally scarring them. Yeah. Well, shit, I don't know a perfect life. I don't know a perfect family. I don't know people or, or divorce. You know, people go through divorces, and sometimes that is traumatic for kids. But is that abuse? Is that a reason for you to intervene as a stick? So, I mean, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that contribute to the conversation of spanking, disciplining, and the mental, physical, emotional well-being of kids, I just feel like the media stripped away a lot of those powers or I guess parental I guess parental powers in a sense to where now we're stuck with trying to walk on and like I'm gonna tell you this now. I'm old school. I'm gonna raise my kids how I was raised. I'm gonna be a little bit more moderate and and I'm understanding and progressive to some of the things that goes on, but in other regards, I'm I'm who I am. You know, I'm not going to change that because I got to fit in with society. 
Because if my kid acting a fool, bring your ass outside. We ain't we ain't standing in this car. You want to go to Walmart and act a fool? Yeah. We going outside. Exactly. And ain't gonna hurt me. I'm resilient. I got patience. Yeah. Come on. We outside. We ain't gonna be acting no fool in no line because you want the stupid spinny really thing that lights up with two pieces of candy that's seven dollars. <laughs> and no, we going outside. But maybe sometime we can do a podcast on the evil people that put all that stuff by the cash register on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, here- <laughs> you got Elsa. They got. Go Diego, go! They got all this stuff for nine dollars, and I'm trying to get my ass up out of there. But, you know, I think people need to understand though is like when we say discipline, and when we talking about um, discipline our child, spanking, we're not talking about spanking on a first go around when a kid said no. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about there got to be a build up, and we're not and we're not all sit here and say. We said something bad one time. We just got the shit beat out of us. Now, some of it's warrant. It depends what you say. But if our child sit back or any child sit back and say, I don't want to go and just throw a fit in the store, I'm not going to beat his ass right there and there. I'm going to like, hey, get your butt up and act right. You know, we're going to give him. There are going to be several warnings. And then, you know, there's a, there's a three warning. You're going to get three warnings out of me. And each time my voice is going to get deeper and deeper and you're going to understand what the hell I'm talking about and that what kids needed to get across I remember growing up my dad voice I, I knew when he was mad I better act right you know what I'm saying like oh shit you know like oh, okay I fucked up I better start acting right kids don't have that fear of their parent so if you don't fear your parent you don't fear nobody you don't fear authority you don't fear your teachers you don't feel you don't fear nobody you don't even fear god if for those that believe in god which i do but you don't fear god you don't fear nobody and that is not good and that's where we all it all got to start at home it all starts at home and yes it's tough being a parent each and every day is a learning experience we got to do better jobs as parents to make things happen and speaking of being a parent here the bad will come there right now but yeah we hey, look, yeah, hey, but, yeah. Hey, Frank, look at mine. I ain't trying to go to bed. <laughs> I got it food. My bike's a no go, But I feel like we got to do better as parents, though, you know, and that's it's our fault, you know, and that's the problem is we got to, we are, we train our kids, we give them the tools at an early age. We got to do a better job. We got to instill something in them to understand that we mean business, you know. Yes, we love you, we nurture you, we're not your best friend, you know. We are your parent. You gonna? I'm not your, like what? What, what a black moms you say? I'm not little Bobby. I'm not Johnny. I'm not you know. I'm not Keisha. I'm your damn mom. You know. <laughs> you know. I'm. You go out there hang with them little boys like that. I'm not your friend. You know. And that's the thing we need to get back to because this all buddy buddies parent system is not working. Because as Greg and I and I mean, we all grew up in sports, you know, and we we respect our coaches and then. What the coaches say goes. It doesn't matter. We don't question him. If he said get on the line, get your ass on the line. We don't don't be asking. Hey, how many well, we got, how many we got have, to run? How many that, more? Let's have let's have that really quick conversation because there was a day that I had a coach grab me and sit me down, and it was not lightly. Like thank God for the cushion on my behind, oh, yeah. and my and I can tell you right now that if he would have done that today, there would have he would have made the news. He didn't hurt me. He didn't do nothing. I was running down the court, and he grabbed me and he said, "You're done." Because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. And never once did I ever think anything of it. 
But now today, like, oh, he he would have been done. There would have been parents there, but he hurt her. He touched their kid. And my dad was sitting behind me and he goes, Yeah, you might as well just stay right there. Oh, yes. I You're had, not doing any good. I remember I had a coach in college, my first year in college. I never get that. I ain't gonna mention his name, I ain't gonna say nowhere, but I just say my first year in college. I had a damn coach threw a damn trash can at me during conditioning. <laughs> threw a trash can at me. And guess what he told me? He pulled me aside later on. He like, you know what, Frank? He like, you're fifty percent. It's better than some people, hundred percent. But you're not giving me, you're not giving me fifty percent. You know, and then, and that is, you know, it scared me, but it woke me up too. You know, and I'm, it just, it is what it is. You know, and you need that. Kids, believe it or not, they crave for attention. They crave for discipline, meaning structure. Kids need, they want structure. They might not say it or show it, but kids really do want structure they want to be told hey what's next they like they like to know what's going on at an early age if you instill that in them and tell them hey this is what we're going to do this is how things going to be it's going to be this way and that's it you'd be surprised how many kids will respect you for that I, yeah, I, wor- I worked in a um in a um youth prison before and i was a hard ass you know I, I really was believe it or not i was a hard ass and i remember the kids just coming back after um Lunch before night. I mean, before I me mean, after dinner before um, lay down period. They're like, "Hey, Mr. Smith, you be here tomorrow." I'm like, "Yeah, good." And that's all they say. And I'm like, "Why?" And they're like, "Just, just good." And that one was my last day. I asked them, "Why you always ask me if I'm gonna be back?" Because when you're not here, things are wild. Things are crazy. I'm like, "Damn, you know, kids yeah. want structure. Kids want a pattern, and we gotta do a better job." And I think, I think like the, sometimes when you see the disrespect from kids, it's because as parents, we're not providing that. And there, it's not like an intentional disrespect. It's like this, like anything of like, you're the person that's supposed to do this for me and you're not doing it. So how am I supposed to respect you? Yes. So I know we talked a lot about it being like an intentional disrespect, but I also think that like, it's like this thing that's in you where my parents are supposed to guide me and show me and do these things for me. And when they don't do that, how am I supposed to look up to them or how am I supposed to respect them when they're not providing that guidance for me? And I think also, cause I know we've been on for a while, so we could probably wrap it up now, but yes. like, and you know, the baby's feeding the dogs little cookies. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. Time to go. <laughs> oh, you know, talk about no discipline. We're going to run the muck around here. But I think, um, I think, I think one thing that we can agree on is that like nobody's perfect. Parenting is super crazy hard and you just do the best you can with what you have. And I mean, in reality, if there was a solution to this, we would never have had a podcast on it because we wouldn't have to talk about it. But I think hopefully we open some people's eyes and kind of what's going on in the world and maybe just to rethink about like parenting, what they're doing. Cause I know at the end of every day, I look back at things and like, times that I got frustrated with Bella or things that happened. And I'm just like, man, I could have done that so much differently and how, how we're going to do it different. But I mean, it's, it's a tough subject. It's a, there's a lot of really strong opinions about it. And I just, I think I look back at how we were raised and how the world was then. And now what we're living in now. And I just, I feel like there needs to be a change. Yep. Greg, you want to say something in closing? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like as a parent, you whether you sign up for it, whether it's planned out, whether it's something that happened randomly, you have to stick with it and know that it does get better. It, it, you can't be deterred by 
a single event or a child going through particularly we call a phase, whatever that phase may be, you got to continue to work through it because at the end of the day, you're responsible for your kids, not after they're 18 or 21 or get out child, you're responsible for them the rest of your life. You know, that's your flesh and blood. And regardless of the dynamics of the relationship with the parents, try your best to have with the best interest of the kid in heart. And at the end of the day, Try your best to raise these tiny humans. I'm tired of seeing them going inside of out the facility. Yes, it's 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 new yes. black and black, yeah. and blue, pink, orange, or green. I hate seeing it because you, you hear these stories and you see what they become and see what they you know, just asking kids like, Hey, what's your goal in life? And they're like, Uh I don't I'm, have one. You you eighteen, what you mean you don't know? Not to die next year. Mm. That's sad. Mm. So continue to be the best you can as a parent, continue to work hard at providing that structure and that uh discipline and um, just know that not all spanking is bad some of it is good don't ever think we're talking about beating a kid with a stick <laughs> oh yeah that was good hey um you guys did good today appreciate it we got an hour and 30 minutes in it seems like this is a topic we can talk about on and on and we can say seg- yes. and we can segue to so many other more from this we can branch out there's so many we can touch on well hey that's good that we leave it open-ended and um talk about it again greg Man, once again, yeah, Greg, it's you and Amelia. Y'all good too, yeah, man. I'm glad you on, man. It's your first time, yeah. It's your first time, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But Greg, we'll have to get together. We we still need to go out there and grab Dupont and um Peter again and Jeremiah and then Doctor Opresco and then we need to get Senior. We need to get her back on the line. But I've been busy the past couple of weeks and um, Amelia dropping that news on me because I didn't know she was pregnant till today. She just told me today. So. You are such a liar. <laughs> Damn, Frankie hits me with that. Oh, yeah, by the way, babe, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. One more question I, thought I, you were being, I thought you were acting kind of weird. I was wondering what was going on. Uh, if it's another girl, do y'all got a name already? And it's another boy. If it's a boy, first boy, you got it's gonna be a a, a Frank Junior third or nah, something totally different. I can tell you this. I can tell you if it's a boy, no, I got a name in mind. I'm not gonna say, but um, you know, we live out here on the West Coast, and I am finally where I want to be. I am planning on living and dying out here, and um, this is it. And I'm in a Pac-12 country. And I'm and giving Amelia size and my size. I think we might end up with a lineman. So I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have an SEC type lineman name playing out here in the Pac-12. Oh, Lord, hey, exactly, walking dogs down. Man. <laughs> hey, the Pac-12 ain't been hot since uh. Yeah, homeboy McCaffrey at Stanford. Oh, get the hell out of here, man. Hey, the Pac-12 is whack as hell. We all know that. You know, it's whack no, as hell. No, no, no. Pac- no, when McCaffrey was at Stanford, they ran the Rose Bowl. They could have went to the finals, but they ran the Rose oh, Bowl. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, they did. But you should see the kids out here, though, man. I mean, I'm not trying to knock it out here, but the high school kids, even Amelia's like, damn, these kids are little. They're like, built different they're, than coming from the Midwest. Yeah, they're built different, bro. They are built different, man. It's yeah, sad. They're they, they a little smaller. Oh, man, like avocado sandwiches type motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Frank, don't say that. You can be taken the wrong way, bro. I know. You're right, man. You're right. But, you know, I'm used to I'm used to Sunday meals with Win Dixie and Piggly Wiggly. They eating steak and cheese and mashed potatoes and fried chicken. I'm used to them type of boys out here. They eating um, shrimp, shrimp salad and <laughs> some other bullshit. But it is what it is, man. Hey, Greg, we love you, man. And like I said, man, we want you out here ASAP. And um, 
it is what it is. I know you got your um, situation going to take care of. It is what it is. But um, hope you come out here, bro. I hope you come. Most out certainly, here. I'm gonna come visit y'all. Y'all have a good rest of y'all day on this beautiful Sunday, and I'll catch up with y'all next week. All right, Greg, you take it easy, man. Right, thanks, Greg. All right, bye, Frank and Amelia. Bye, bye. That was Mr. Gregory McMullen there, who is out on the scene. Amelia, we appreciate you here today. Yep, God, I can grace you with my presence. How did it feel? It was good. It was good. Good deal. Good deal. Good deal. But, yep, let's go ahead and end this day and hope we get you back on the um, show again sometime this week. Yep. Got a busy day. But, um, hey, everybody, we thank you for listening at Ben Frank Now Show. Make sure you go ahead and tune in sometime this week. I'll be posting on Facebook. Next week, we'll be back with Sunday with Stallings. Hope Stallings start feeling better. Also, that um, just stay tuned. You know, it's continue to send emails to the Ben Frank now 911 at gmail.com. That's Ben Frank now 911 at gmail.com. Or visit our Facebook page at Ben Frank now. That's Ben Frank now. It's Sunday. It's been a good one. Enjoy it. It's August. Let's have a good month. Stay safe out there. Do what you got to do. Stay healthy. You know what to do. I don't have to tell you. We love you. No matter your race, religion, sexual orientation, social economical school, whatever it is. We love you all. You be safe. Have a good one. We out.